All right, so anyway, right. with the podcast. Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh, my. All right. All right, so cool. what are we doing? All right, hello, Seven Mile Road. This is Sarah. Um, I'm here with... Justin. And... Michael. <laughs> and we are here to give you an update for the month of May here at Seven Mile Melrose. Happy May. Happy May. It's going to be May. Oh, someone had to say it. You have to say that into the mic. It's going to be May. That's just so typically May. <laughs> it's already May. <laughs> Justin's the boomer who doesn't give what we're doing. Us I don't young know. people understand, I don't understand the millennial references. I don't understand. Is this one of those memes? Yeah, it's one of those. Okay. Yep, one of those. Anyway, this month we are. <laughs> There's no segue out of they're, that, they're... so just just back up Homer Simpson style right into the hedge. <laughs> anyway, okay. So this month we are going to continue going through our five distinctives, and this is the fifth month. We're on the fifth distinctive. Um, Justin, what is our fifth and final distinctive that we're going to talk about this month? Missional living. So we talk about that. It's on posters and such around the building, and it means essentially lots of meeting, loving, and engaging our not-yet-believing neighbors and friends. Mm-hmm. So that's what we mean is how can we, as Jesus' people, be um, meeting, loving, engaging those around us that, that Jesus has sent us to? And there's, there's really two levels to what gets us there. So one, we, we believe uh, that the Bible teaches, we see it in the Bible, we've experienced this reality that Jesus' mission is to seek and to save the lost. Yep. He says that, and that's exciting. And we also know that when we come to faith, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, makes us missionaries and sends us on that mission. So um, like just as the Father sent Jesus, um, we're being sent. And we know that what God has done to us in proclaiming this good news, he intends to do through us. So he sent us to our neighbors. He sent us to our friends, our family, all those that we're supposed to be around, um, that he's put in our lives, that, he, that we've been placed in their lives that don't yet believe Jesus. Uh, we've been sent there so that they might come to know him. Yeah. And what that looks like at our church, we kind of talk about that in three ways. Um, we talk about hospitality, creativity, and the long game, or kind of being in it for the long haul. So when we think about living missionally, we do. We need to use creativity in that. We need to think about how can we be hospitable to our neighbors. Yeah, and how can we think about it for the long term? Yeah, so here's a couple examples from the life of our church in the last year or so, or two or three. Um, There's a member of our church now who was not a Christian who is was started coming to our church because Sarah gave her toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, maybe that's the short version. (laughs) And it sounds really funny, but it was during COVID and you went around to the neighbors around the church and gave them like a care package. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that she was looking for a church and wanted to explore faith. And then she got the basket and realized there was a church right around the corner. Walking distance. (laughs) And during COVID, we... She was baptized. Mm-hmm. And that was like really simple, but aiming at hospitality. Yep. And creativity because as everybody knows, the toilet paper was the number one item during COVID to yep. buy in bulk and store. We have had a number of people join gospel community family meals 
some of whom have become Christians in the last year or so. And it's just a really simple invite to just say, hey, do you want to come eat dinner with us yeah. for free? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because we're aiming more at people seeing our lives changed by the gospel than aiming at getting people to come to attractive experiences. Yeah. Yeah. One of the exciting things we see is that these things are, are really simple, right? Like anybody can do the, mm-hmm. the things that, that you just talked about. What's exciting to me is that both of these stories are started really simple. How can we bless our neighbors? All right. That's the kind of thing that the Spirit will do in us, provoke us to think, then provoke us to act on that. And then we do that. It begins a relationship. There's hospitality there. There's creativity. And there's long game, right? Like nobody was expecting the, the roll of toilet paper to bring about a awakening in somebody's life. And that was never the intention either. Our yeah. intention was to love people, to be hospitable. And, well, we used hospitality, creativity, and the long game. And this is the other part is the, the particular circumstance we're talking about with joining a gospel community for a meal was it was simple text messages of like persistent I think the word I've heard the word persistent <laughs> be used persistent text messages not berating not attacking but simply hey would you come hang out we'd love it if you would come hang out mm-hmm. um, and that's what we mean about hospitality creativity and trusting the long game in both of those things but I know there's more yeah I mean I've seen this a few other ways there's a man who lives literal walking distance from the church, and Justin and Michael and I and Brooke have very frequent conversations with this man as he sits on his porch. We've invited him to church. We've kind of given him an invitation to the gospel a number of times, and we're just in it for the long haul with our literal neighbors to the church. Yeah, it ends up being fun, and we get to, you get to pray. Um, that's one thing I don't want us to forget in missional living is praying for people and seeing mm-hmm. how that goes. But I'll be walking up down the street going, hey, how, Spirit, how would you lead me now to interact with this person? And then let's follow the Spirit in that. Um, it's that simple. And sometimes this works on a more broad level. I'm thinking of some of the community events that our church takes part of. So in the winter, we um, are part of Home for the Holidays, which is like a big Melrose community event where we get to show hospitality and creativity in the community that our church is in. Another example is the Melrose Bike Parade on the 4th of July. That's another way that we can have a missional presence in our community here in Melrose, show some creativity, show some simple hospitality. It's a hot day. I'm going to give you some water for free and just maintain kind of our good standing here in the city of Melrose. Yeah, I think it's important to talk about like evangelistic strategy a bit in missional living because we don't live in a time in which we can assume people understand the Bible Mm. or who God is or what the gospel is as like a backdrop or like a something they've received from family, and that for a lot of people that their perception of what the church is, is a negative. And so we we kind of, in a lot of ways, start out as a negative, not even as a neutral with people. Mm-hmm. And so it's important in when we say long game to be thinking about how many just generally good experiences, like positive experiences, can people have with us, with our people, to help them start trusting our intentions as a way to move people towards hearing the gospel in a way that makes sense to their life and that they trust us because the trustworthiness of the person telling them the gospel Mm. matters and helps uh, other people receive it. And so we might be giving people 
good experiences of like seven mile road that down the road leads them to trust maybe their neighbor who goes to seven mile road yeah. and who can share the gospel with them. And so that's part of what we mean when we talk about long game. Yes, ultimately what we're hoping to do is to share the good news of Jesus' perfect life, death, and resurrection in relational ways. So all these activities um, are hopefully over the, over the course of our life, and hopefully these rhythms of life are leading to relationships that then allow us to present the good news in relational ways connected to people's stories. Not what we want their stories to be, not what we imagine stories to be, but what their actual story is. Because ultimately, we want them to be connected to Jesus's story, the the best story ever, the one that brings life, the one that rules over death, the one that that brings healing to every pain, every sickness, every um, every hurt. We want them to be connected to that story in helpful ways. So, never are we imagining that a roll of toilet paper or a text message <laughs> mm-hmm. or you know, a muffin on a birthday is actually going to be the good news. What we're hoping is to develop relationships um, in these ways that we would, you know, say hospitable, creative, and long game ways. Create relationships that allow for connection with uh, the the real and true God. There's this St. Francis of Assisi quote that people like to talk about where he says, um, well, some people, Justin, don't give me that weird face, (laughs) where he says, um, you like to talk about I like to talk about. Okay, fine. He says, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Now, on the one hand, that's not true. Um, Like, people aren't going to be able to tell from receiving toilet paper that 2,000 years ago, a Jewish man died and rose from the grave, that, that you can't connect those two dots. But what's true about that is that if our life is so marked and shaped by the gospel ourselves that it flows out in generosity and hospitality and kindness and love to other people, that that itself is going to be a witness to the truth of when we get to share with them the gospel, that there's a correlation, there's an integrity between our life being changed and transformed and showing something that they might want to be true for themselves and also what the truth of the gospel is. Yeah, what really excites me about this whole conversation is that uh, it, it, there's a couple things actually, and I hope we can all take these away. So one, anybody can get in on this. Uh, there's anybody can get in on Jesus's good news mm. first off. Um, but anybody can get in on this. There's no qualifications to begin loving your neighbor. In fact, I was talking to someone this morning that's new to the faith. And one of the things they were telling me is I believe in Jesus. And because of that, my life is starting to be shaped by that reality, even in ways that I don't necessarily understand until after it's being shaped that way. And then I heard a a beautiful story of forgiveness being extended because forgiveness had been received Mm -hmm. by Jesus. So um, there's no real qualifications here, except that you you get to know Jesus and you follow his spirit. And and the good news of that also is that it's going to bring joy to, to our lives as we walk in step with the Spirit, because we've been made for this. We're, like, we're always looking for our purpose and wanting our lives to be aligned with our purpose and, and assuming that great joy will come with that. And there is no greater joy than knowing Jesus and walking in the ways that you've been designed because you're following His Spirit. Secondly, and I want to emphasize this, we don't earn God's love with mission. We're, we're missionaries because God has made us missionaries, and we can't because Jesus has saved us, and we have this new identity as sent ones of God. And we can't lose God's love for us. We can't, um, we can't break that. It's undying. It's never breaking. It's never giving up. 
So we do these missional things because we are missionaries. We are, we do, we live as sent ones because we are sent ones. God has made us that way. And he does not love us anymore or any less because of anything we do um, around mission. We just get to do those things because of who he is. And as who he is settles into our souls, our lives will be shaped so that we are living in hospitable, creative, and, and long game kind of ways individually and as the church it's going to just come out of us. Thank you. I hope that was helpful in kind of understanding our fifth distinctive of missional living. And if you missed the first four, just scroll back a little on your podcast app. We talked through all five of our distinctives starting in January of this year. So you can scroll back and listen to those if you missed them. And now we're just going to give a quick update on some of the biggest things happening this month. So we are going to talk about our two main rhythms of life here, which are Sundays and gospel communities. We've got some awesome things happening on Sundays this month. Can you tell us what's happening? Yes, we are. This is going to be shocking. We're continuing our preaching series in the gospel <laughs> of Luke. That's, that's not shocking. We've been there for a while. We're getting close, though. We're in chapter 22. Mm-hmm. There's only 24 chapters. So... <laughs> Do the math. We're getting close. But on May 14th, we are going to have baptisms. So this is an exciting time as people who uh, have come to faith in Jesus, whose lives are being transformed by the good news, are identifying with Jesus in baptism and are being baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, taking on this new identity as as family members in the the family of God. Uh, So we're getting new brothers and sisters. That's going to be happening on May 14th. We'll get to hear their stories Mm -hmm. as well as baptize and celebrate the good news of Jesus coming home in some big ways. That's right. Uh, Additionally, towards that end, people probably are are noticing it's still a little bit full around here. Yeah. Um, It's great. So we, we... Easter was awesome. We had uh, more bodies than we've ever had in the building before. Yeah. Uh, more image bearers of God in yeah. the building. Um, and Which I'm it, sure you guys are feeling the crowdedness, but this is what we've been praying for. This is oh what man. we're going for. It's thrilling uh, to see because we have been praying mm-hmm. that as the good news grows, the church grows, and more and more people come to know him, and that is happening. People are coming to meet Jesus. And there's more people uh, continuing to to join the church. And it's an exciting season of growth. It does bring some crowdedness. Our square footage isn't increasing as numbers are. Mm -hmm. But we do need to realize what you just said. We've been praying for this, and and it's really exciting. And hopefully, hopefully, it's going to become more crowded um, over time Mm -hmm. because we want these things to continue happening where people are hearing good news, experiencing um, what it means to be in a, a gospel-centered church, to have brothers and sisters that love them and um, and are, are sharing the good news. So this is exactly what we've been praying for, and we hope it'll continue. And then as it does, we'll, we'll figure out what that looks like down the line, but mm-hmm. we all need to realize like the, the crowdedness is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an answer to prayer. It means people are connecting with Jesus, and we're getting to connect with people. And then the last Sunday of the month, um, I think it's May 28th, we will not be meeting in our Melrose building as we typically do on Sundays. Instead, we're going to be gathering as gospel communities. A couple times a year, we don't meet in the building, but we meet as gospel communities to share a meal, to gather around the Word, and to pray together, and mm-hmm. to, to share life together. So this would also be another great opportunity if you wanted to invite your neighbors to a meal yep. on Memorial Day weekend to invite them to your GC meal. That's that right. That would be great. Yep. 
Yeah, so there's a few reasons why we do this. Like Michael said, it's just an opportunity to invite our neighbors and friends to our homes, to our GC meals, to gather together in a way that is different than a typical Sunday morning. Um, It also just gives a week off for preachers, musicians, children's workers, everyone who kind of keeps Sunday running. It just provides a little bit of rest on a weekend when a lot of people are out of town anyway on Memorial Day. Yeah, so that's kind of why we do that. I want to talk about our women's brunch, which we have coming up this weekend on Saturday. Wait, let me interview. Yes. Sarah, rumors have been passed along. Many people are saying. That copious amounts of bacon will be in this building on Saturday morning. Why? Incredible amounts. (laughs) Why? We need the real story. I am not specifically in charge of the bacon, so I cannot confirm exactly how much there will be. But there will be bacon. Unfortunately, neither of you are invited to come eat the bacon. What? This hurts. So sorry. But you are invited if you're a female and you're a part of the life of Seven Mile Road. Hopefully this is not the first time you're hearing about this. We are having a women's brunch this Saturday, May 6th. Um, And just about 50 of you have already registered, said you're coming. So excited to see you there. We're praying for you. It's going to be an excellent morning together. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late, but please do try and do that as soon as you can. Um, It'd be great to know in advance that you're coming so we can have enough bacon and also have enough um, just resources and materials and get everything prepped for the day. Um, So we are going to be centering our time that morning around the book of 1 John, um, specifically chapter 3 in 1 John. Um, There'll be opportunities for conversation, some teaching time, some kind of small group discussion time. And again, there'll be plenty of food. It'll just be a great morning, and we can't wait to see you there. There will be bacon. Correct. That is all. So those are all my updates for the month of May. You guys got anything to add? Yeah, we did start the uh, ox track for this year. Great. So we had a lot of fun. We had some barbecue, uh, got to know each other a little bit a little bit more, hear stories a little bit, and uh, connect because we do have a couple guys from Hub Church in Southie that are participating in the ox track this year. Uh, so that's an exciting thing that we're, um, we're enjoying. It was good to get that going, and it would be awesome if people would be praying for that. This month is, uh, this is a month where reading and homework and... Mm. Um, and praying and all those things are starting to kick in for the track. So it would be tremendous if we as a, a, a people could be praying uh, for God to be leading that pro- process yeah. for the Spirit to be speaking clearly. Yeah, so that we make sure that whatever steps ahead of this are led by the Spirit and seem good to the Spirit and to us. So it would yeah. be great for people to pray. One other thing to be praying for is we on Sunday also launched the Gospel Community Leader Boot Camp. And so we're going to be getting ready to launch a couple of new gospel communities in the fall mm-hmm. with some new gospel community leaders and also some other uh, co-leads and student ministry leaders are sitting in for the teaching and the training as well. And so if you could keep all of us in prayer, then we would uh, love the gospel more deeply and care about learning how to cultivate GCs that have an emphasis on the gospel, that are safe and are committed to being together for a long time. That would be really great. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap. Happy May. We'll see you on Sunday. Have a great May.